I wonder exactly what it was that upset the disciples quite so much. I'm not sure it was just about what we heard at the end of last week's gospel when Jesus uses those words that he is the true flesh and the true blood, words which would have been completely abhorrent to the Semitic mind that heard them. I don't think it's just about that. I think there's something much more deeper going on. I suspect, I don't know and I won't know this side of the grave, but I suspect that it's got something to do with the fact that what Jesus was saying upset the disciples' expectations. They are wanting a particular kind of Messiah. And Jesus, as we've heard over the last six weeks in this excerpt from John's Gospel, claiming his identity as the divine, wasn't living up to what they expected, what they wanted the Messiah to be. They, as we've heard uh, in recent weeks, in just about every of the Gospels we've heard in the last six weeks, Jesus says that he is like the manna from the desert that was given to the disciples, to the uh, people of Israel as they wandered through the desert. He is like that, a new manner that feeds the people of God, the people of God to whom Jesus is speaking. They, I think, preferred or would have preferred a new law from Moses handed down from Sinai. They would have preferred, I think, a new set of rules and regulations that they could follow. Do these things and you will be saved, because that kind of thing is a distant and not quite so intimate uh, ex experience of the divine. To have rules and regulations handed down from on high as they were expecting would have said, okay, God is up there in the heavens, we're down here, we've got the rules, everything's going to be hunky-dory. If we do this, everything will be fine. But instead, God stands before them. God has come down from the heavens. God has deigned to stand before them in human form and entered into a relationship with them that is intimate and immediate. Not up there, but right here, right now. God stands before them and gazes at the people of God with a divine intensity that is hard to ignore. Rules and regulations are fine. They can be ignored sometimes, but it's okay because God's up there. But when God is standing before you, right before you, gazing at you with the intensity that only God can have, it's pretty hard to ignore. So what Jesus was saying to the people of God in his day was uncomfortable for them because they had an expectation that the Messiah would be something else and instead they get Jesus. 2,000 years later, sometimes we prefer to have rules and regulations given to us as well. It's so much easier to follow. We know exactly what we're supposed to do, exactly what we're supposed not to do, and life is easy. Except that's not what God gives us. God doesn't give us rules and regulations. God gives us God. God gives us himself in a relationship that is immediate and intimate and draws us into a relationship, and there we find eternal life. Not in the keeping of external rules, but in doing those things that our God, whom we know intimately, draws us to. It's a different kind of thing. It requires a relationship, it requires being subject to God in ways that external rules and regulations from an unseen God, a distant God, does not. 
So as we gather here tonight, the people of God, we come here and we celebrate the presence of God again and again and again, here and now. And let's revel in that. Let's revel in the fact that God has made himself known to us intimately and immediately, not as a distant God. Let's revel in the reality that God is here among us now and will be for all time because that is what God has promised to his people. Let's revel in what that allows us to do because of the promise that God has fulfilled in his being present to his people. We are called to live as God's people here and now. Let's revel in that and celebrate that and then see what happens next.